the truth is there there are there were actually six cities of refuge, physically six, three on one side of the Yardin and three on the other side of the Yardin, and three more in Mashiach times. Physical cities of refuge. But those physical cities of refuge come from spiritual cities of refuge. And that's the the main emphasis here. That will enable us to understand, wait a minute, so what what is what does that all have to do with um what does that all have to do with cities of refuge? Because um the spiritual here, let's see how it's Okay, I'm going to go according to the Sikha. The difference between, let's just look at the difference between the six and the three. The mitzvah ir miklat, city of refuge, is connected with fixing the chet etzadah. There was a sin of the tree of knowledge, which is the source of all the sins. As it says in the Medrash, Why was Adam Arishan sent out of Gan Eden? Because he brought death to the world, to all the generations. And so he was supposed to leave the world immediately. But Hashem had Rahmanus on him and instead sent him out of Gan Eden like a Ritzeach, like somebody who had done murder by mistake. As if he really, he was treated like a, an accidental murderer would have been treated. Leave this place and you have to go into exile. I guess that's the way it was. Somebody murdered by mistake, God forbid, they had to go into exile. Other Mauritian was sent into exile. He was sent out of the place, the zone, and he was sent into exile, to Ari Miklas. He had to leave his the zone where life works. It's gone Aiden. It's perfect. You know, you feel you, the whole thing gels together, that reality where, ah, you're just in the zone. Life is just working. If anyone ever has, you know, it's not simple to feel it. And he was thrown out of that place because he did accidental murder. He brought he brought the opposite of life to the world. He was supposed to leave the world, but so instead he was he was sent into exile. Where in exile? Irmikla, a city of refuge. In other words, at that time, Ganadin. There were two realities. There's Ganadin. In other Mauritian time, there's Gan Eden, and then there's the city of refuge, which is everything outside of Gan Eden, which is an interesting concept. You know, when we're thinking about it, these cities of refuge that we had had to make for accidental murderers, it, it puts them in a reality outside of Gan Eden. So, and what is this? We know that every hate and every sin is makinethish. In other words, we're going to switch now from, let's, let's look, physical uh, cities of refuge are in Nicollet and spiritual ones. The physical ones were a person actually was chopping wood, the axe broke, it went flying, it killed somebody, God forbid. He did not mean to do it. The problem is, I mean, it was a mistake. However, there are people, there are the family members of the person who mistakenly was standing near the axe, and they want revenge. They need closure, and they want revenge. And he really didn't do anything wrong, although he could have been more careful, and he needs to be safe. 
So these cities of refuge were set up for him so that he would run to those places. They could not get revenge on him as long as he was in those one of those cities of refuge. And there had to be enough of them close by because they run fast, he runs fast. Right? So one side of the Yardin were three and the other side of the Yardin were three. They always needed to be pretty close by if anybody made that horrific mistake that caused a loss of life and had to run for his life to save himself. And they sat there. These people lived there. And now they were safe on some level. And we said there were the six cities of refuge. And then in Mashiach times, there will be the extra three cities of refuge. It's a whole different type of city of refuge. It also exists in Tyra. The Divrei Tyra Kultin, I'm trying to find the word here, Divrei Tyra Kultin, that um, the words of Tyra are a safe place. That means, well, let's say it like this here. We know that every faith, every sin is a name, a, a taste of, an example of makanefesh, of murder. In other words, any time a person does a sin, God forbid, they sort of did murder. Same thing. Spiritual murder. By mistake. Bishkaza. As it says, that a person spills blood. What does that mean? But this is spiritual murder. This is not somebody who did it physically, but it's, it's called Shvichastam the Adam de Klipa. The blood of Kedusha, the spiritual life force of Kedusha, is spilled out. Just, every Avera, every sin, is a form of spiritual murder. We allow the life force that is in something to just spill right out and go to the wrong place. And then this thing that we did it with remains kind of lifeless. The holiness is left. And it needs to be fixed. There is a revenge desire. There, there is a closure that needs to happen from that process. Somebody did the murder. You know, the person did the wrong thing. Boom. Kedusha lost blood, so to speak. Lost spiritual blood. But of course it was by mistake. It wasn't on purpose because the Rakana Miti of every single Yid is Lasas Kolamitsus Lisrachek Minabere. That the true desire of every Yid is to do only mitzvahs and not to do Averas, God forbid. So by definition, there's no such thing as doing an Avera on purpose. Even the most, you know, willful, angry person, he's doing it for a different reason. He's not doing it on purpose. He may say, yeah, I know what I'm doing. We think that if people know the halacha and then they openly, you know, they, I know that cheeseburgers aren't kosher. I'm, watch me now go into, go into McDonald's and buy it and eat it in front of your face. Aha, I'm doing it on purpose. Says Chassidus, nah, he's not doing it on purpose. He had temporary insanity. Yitzra hu shetaifun. He was he was kind of seduced into by really messy circumstances in life to, to step into a to live in a place of such pain and anger and and etc. and and um, 
depletion and uh, he's being provoked by negative forces, whether they're in him or in or by other people or just circumstances. It caused him to sort of have temporary insanity from his real self. So that temporary insanity will make it very possible for a person who knows the halakha to, in front of everybody, straight in their face, walk into McDonald's, buy a cheeseburger and a chocolate milkshake, come outside uh, with and, you know, stand there in front of all the Jewish people who are eating kosher and take a big bite of his cheeseburger, the big slurp of his chocolate milkshake, and, and, and smile. And we think, ah, he's doing it on purpose. And Tyra says, ah, that's not called on purpose. That's called he, he had temporary, temporary spiritual insanity, so to speak. What is it? Stuff, you know, uh, what's, or no, and what's the mimer that speaks about it? Um, I forget. The mimer that, that talks about that we, whenever we do an avera, it's temporary insanity. All these circumstances made it happen. So by definition, according to Hasidus, there is no such thing really, or most of the time, as a sin that's done on purpose. It's almost always done by mistake. Bishkaza. Um, yeah, Bishkaza. But the Blidas, here it says, there we go, uh, 98 in, in Saita. Razal um, say, a person cannot do an Avera a sin other than if a Roshtus entered him. Temporary insanity. The Gamze Iker Sha Elohim An And not only that, Hashem kind of pushes him into it. Hashem kind of tri- tricks him into it to get him there. You know, this bad circumstance and that messy trauma and this complicated trauma, etc., etc. Till he almost has no choice but to react in despair and anger and do things that seem unholy. As it says, He's kind of pushed by Hashem to come to the point where he's almost most likely to do this sin. So here, the Rebbe is saying, so it's kind of like Hashem is pushing him to do that sin. That's not called doing it on purpose. That's called doing it by mistake, so to speak, the Bishkaga. He didn't mean to do it. He just meant to try to deal with his enormous pain and anger and disappointment with Hashem and disappointment with Judaism and Tyra and all of that. And in his flailing around and all his confusion and his anger and his pain and his hurt and, and, and his cynicism, he does this as an expression as a way, usually as a way, to try to get a response from Hashem. And who pushed him to do it? Says, says Chassidus, Hashem himself. So that is, so now we're saying, but that's spiritual murder. He took something that had the potential for Kedusha, and he spilled it out. He spilled out the life force from Kedusha. But we're saying, all of this is a proof that he spilled it out by mistake. He, he did not really want to. His deepest desire is to want to be close to Hashem. But he can't find a way to do it. Because his life is full of too much trauma and too much pain for him to find a pathway to to reconcile his relationship with, with God, with Hashem. 
Okay, so there we go. So that's the accidental murderer. There's one in the physical realm. The fellow with the axe, by mistake, the piece of the axe, blue. And then there's the one, the, the one with the, you know, who went to McDonald's. And he did it in front of everybody because he's angry at Hashem. But Hashem isn't making it easier to have a relationship with him. And doesn't seem to protect him. And he's angry at Hashem because usually he feels that there were traumatic moments in his life when he expected Hashem to protect him. And he did not feel that Hashem was protecting him. So he's screaming out in pain and anger and looking for a response. Okay. So just like the accidental physical murderer has to run to the city of refuge, the accidental spiritual murder murderer has to run to the city of refuge. Where is this spiritual city of refuge? Cyrus. The tikkun for this is by going to Ir Miklat, to Tyra, Degre, Tyra, Coltin. Are Miklat, Ir Miklat, Miklat, Degre, Tyra, Coltin. Tyra is a Miklat. It's a city, a Miklat city, a city of refuge. The words of Tyra protect. It's, it's a Miklat. So there we go. So you jump into the city of Re- the, the Ir Miklat, which is the realm of Tyra. It's no less an ear miklet than the physical one. It's just a spiritual one. Now then, obviously, we have to understand that there has to be both. Because, and even in Yemaisa Mashiach, we're going to ask, well, why, were there, why will there need to be cities of refuge, Ari Miklat, in Mashiach times when no one will, there won't be any murder, not even accidental murder. Nobody will make a mistake with the axe and the piece of metal goes flying. It won't happen in Mashiach times. So why will you need those physical Arinikleta around? And probably because we're going to have them spiritually and the two of them work in tandem because we're always going to be living in a physical world. And so you have to have the physical one and the spiritual one holding these realities in place. Like the pegs that are holding the tent down, holding the whole thing in place, this whole system in place, which is a very complex system. So, okay, so now let's look. The spiritual Ari Nicholas, the Tyra Kolekes as Adam, it protects the person, it's involved in it. It protects him and it saves him from the Gael Adam, the, the pursuer who's trying to get him. Who is? Now, in the case of the physical, the physical murderer with the axe, so who's the Gael Adam? Usually it's the family of the person who accidentally was killed. And they want, let's not say revenge, they want closure. They want, they want consequences applied to this accidental murderer. They want to see some punishment. They want to see something. They don't want to, okay, made a mistake, what are you going to do? They don't want that. You know, I think that Rahmanasan, Rahmanasan, all the people who Rahmanasan lost people during Corona, terrible weeks in hospitals that they feel was connected to hospital mismanagement. Probably a lot of those people feel like there's a, they have a lot of anger to the hospitals. And they want some closure. They want an apology. I mean, as if what, what the staff can say, gee, we're really so sorry. We experimented with this. It didn't work. We didn't know what to do. 
but there's this feeling of there's no closure. And very often in hospital situations, people feel like, well, wait a minute, you just moved the, the breathing tube. Like, you, why, why didn't you put the breathing tube in properly? I mean, the person, in theory, would still be alive. So, like, I hold, right, they hold the hospital accountable for an accidental person accidentally leaving the world. So, we got it. People who lost someone accidentally, God forbid, still wants closure. Okay? Now, when there's a spiritual murder, the elements of the world, the, the spiritual realities, they also want closure. So who's this guy all Adam who's running after you when you do a sin, when you do an Avera? <clears throat> it's the Satan and the Yetzirah. And not only that, and through this same Satan and Yetzahara comes the Tikkun, the fixing of this whole problem. So there is a need to fix this problem that we did. We did a sin, it was spiritual murder, we did it by mistake, if you're Jewish, you can't do it other than by mistake, but we need consequences. We need to fix it. Fact is, the blood, the spiritual blood, leaked, leaked right out. So now we have to get it back in. You made a hole. We made a hole in a spiritual reality that now has a gaping hole. We need to clean up. We need to close up the hole and fill the gap again. So how do we do that? How do we do it? We run to the city of refuge, Ir Miklas. The Tyra city of refuge. Well, what do you do? Well, very simple. You learn the halakha. You learn what you shouldn't have done. That's one thing. And you do it right the next time. And you take on, you do tshuva. You just you decide from now on you're doing it right. But you also have to know what to do. And how do you fix the hole spiritually? Learn what, what you have to do. Learn the halakha. And do the halakha. And fix up this spiritual hole that you created. How do you do that? How do you, where do you learn halacha? Remember we said there are six orders of the Mishnah. Like the six cities of refuge. Those six orders of the Mishnah teach us, what is Mishnah? It, it's the beginning of telling us what the halacha is. Mishnah, which then leads to Gemara, which then leads to Shulchan Aruch, it's all the same thing, it's just more and more concise form, essentially tells you what to do. What the mitzvahs are. Mishnah is saying it in a very short form. The Gemara brings it out more with explaining all the ways we figure it out, what the halacha is. And finally, the halacha is, you know, boiling it all down to what should I do? But it's all about one thing. The six orders of the Mishnah are there to teach you what to do to be holy and make the world holy. What are the mitzvahs? That's what the mitzvah, that's what the Mishnah is about. So if a person did an Avera and they made a spiritual hole, they have to learn the mitzvah now. Where do they go? Go to the sixth, the place of six. Six what? Six orders of Mishnah. The six spiritual cities of refuge. There are, which, are there any other spiritual, are there any other cities of refuge? Are in Yeah. The six 
physical Ari Niklet also. Three on one side of the Arden, three on the other. Six and six. This is all about fixing what you did wrong. You messed up. Now fix it. Both with the murderer and the spiritual murderer. You messed up. Now fix it. Okay. Is that it? It's like medicine. You know, oops, I ate too much pizza. I ate pizza and then every morning, for lunch I had pizza every day for 40 years. And then I had hot dogs at night, you know, with french fries or not also. So <laughs> now I go to the nutritionist and I got to fix up the mess that I made by eating just sprouts <laughs> for another 20 years. <laughs> And filtered water, you know. So you gotta fix up the mess that you made. We're all used to that. You made a mess. You messed up. Fix it. How do you fix it? Through the six. Six physical spiritual. Six physical cities of refuge are in Nicholas, and in Tyra, six spiritual are in Nicholas. Learn the in, learn the halacha. Learn what to do to fix it up. Or in our case, go to the nutritionist and she'll tell you what to do, which sprouts to eat and which green powder to drink and et cetera, et cetera, to fix up all your 40 years of smoking, drinking, eating hot dogs, et cetera. <laughs> she'll tell you what to do to fix it. That's it? That's life forever? No. It's something called preventative medicine. There are people who never eat hot dogs, never did. Never ate pizza. Never did. They were born eating sprouts. <laughs> I don't know how those kids make it because all the kids whose parents, whose mother gives them sprout sandwiches to take to lunch, they all throw them in the garbage. So go figure out how it works practically. But unless she upside me, they'll say, Mommy, dear, please give me only sprouts. I don't want, you know, pizza for lunch. <laughs> but this idea, if known that in Yemaisa Mashiach, when we're going to use preventative medicine. In fact, we don't have to wait till you might finish shift. That's the way it is now. Preventative medicine. Preventative emotional medicine. Preventative spiritual medicine. Preventative physical medicine. That's what it's all about. How to eat right so you never have to go to a doctor. That's called preventative. How to think right so you never have to pay a therapist. That's called preventative. How to, you know, how how to, what are other examples? How to exercise right so you never have to spend money on a personal trainer. How to sleep right so you never have to spend money on expensive uh, whatever. We're in a time now where it's all about how to do it right before you mess up. These are three, this is three higher levels. The preventative medicine way is, the fixing way comes in six. How do we know? Six cities of refuge. Six orders of the mission. It comes in six. It's connected to six. And the preventative way comes in three. Whatever it would be in health, I don't know. Any ideas? What would be the three in health? Um, Yeah, mindfulness, uh, think right, do right, is something, you know, the three tips, it's interesting because in the world of coaching, 
they tell you when you're going to teach somebody something, you always have to give them either, everything has to be in steps, you know, three easy steps to a better life. It's usually five. Five is the magic number. But it's either three, five, or seven. That seems to be the thing. But also, three easy steps to a better life. Uh, let's say for eating. Three easy steps to a he- healthy lifestyle. Um, drink the right water. Drink good water. Eat small amounts and do frequent exercise. Boom. There you go. Three easy steps. And you'll never have to ever go to a doctor in all your life or a dentist or a personal trainer or a this or a that. You, that. That's the preventative way. It comes in three. And the other, the fixing way, when you messed up, comes in six. So here the Sikha is saying, we know that in Yemaisa Mashiach, when the Avaita of, of Birur has finished, meaning when we're separating the good from the bad, meaning good, separating good from bad in, in, means you messed up and now, you know, it's a whole combination. It's, it, you know what a good example of that is? I, I really have to be, I, I should be embarrassed to say it on this call. I have a minhag. I have a custom. Every Matai Shabbos, I have a hot dog and mustard on Ezekiel bread. <laughs> yes. Two hot, do- two hot dogs with mustard on Ezekiel bread. Like, either you, either you're an Ezekiel bread kind of a health person, or you're a hot dog person with a white bun. But no, hot dogs on Ezekiel bread. So that's a good example of this mixture of good and bad. And you need to really pull your life together, you know, give up the hot dogs or, or something. That's when there's a mixture. All through history, you had a mixture of good and bad. That's a perfect example of it. You know, a person who, they're, they're eating Ezekiel bread, but they're still addicted to hot dogs. So this really, I should do a whole blog post. I should write a book on it. You know, hot dogs on Ezekiel, that'll be the name of the book. Hot dogs on Ezekiel bread, dot com. <laughs> and about the bureau of good and bad, the, the, the purification, because other Mauritian is the one who, why am I eating? What, what do you think? There's something wrong with me? I'm fine. It's Adam Harishan who did it. I don't, what, what am, you think I, <laughs> you think I want to eat hot dogs on Ezekiel bread? It's Adam Harishan's problem. He's the one that introduced, when he went to eat from the tree of knowledge, he introduced this confusion of good and bad so that we were thrust into this confusion of good and bad forever until we finally finished separating them again. I only eat hot dogs on Ezekiel bread because of him. <laughs> but there comes a moment when I will no longer eat hot dogs with my Ezekiel bread. There comes a moment when the bureau of good and the, the good from the bad, the purification, the extraction of the good from the bad, will be done, finished, over. There's nothing left to extract. You pulled out all the pieces. And we will come to the wholeness that we had before the sin of the Chet Eitzadah, the sin of the tree of knowledge. However, when we come to that point of com- com- completion, when all the good sparks have been pulled out, there will still be negativity in the world, evil in the world, which is interesting. Um, and only after that, in the world of Tchiyas Amesim, resurrection of the dead, then the evil will be taken away from the world. So, and it's a, it's a whole other, so there's the first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach, which is more connected to now. 
which is why I eat hot dogs on Ezekiel bread. And then there's Chesanathian. I am not going to be eating hot dogs on Ezekiel bread. And neither will anybody. So in the first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach, there will still be this, this, this negativity. And therefore, we will still have a need for Ari Nicholas, for cities of refuge, for the six. And we'll need them today. Lishlo Efsharis the Indian building rockstory. Shiyachol liyaz ketzartam in the Tzias Arab Island. In order to make sure that we never, this is interesting. This is very subtle. In order to make sure that we never come to the possibility of doing something wrong, you have to have those Ari Nicholas, those cities of refuge, in place, connected to the earth, real cities, physical places. They're there. They are the bastions of protection. As long as they're, they're there, I guess the six and the three, it keeps us from, even though they're in, in the first phase of the Shias times, there will be the possibility of doing something wrong. But because the cities of refuge are there, we will never get that. We'll never actually get to doing anything wrong. It's like a, a plastic shield, space-age plastic shield, that, like those, you know, some people aren't wearing masks. They have this whole headgear with plastic shields. You don't have to worry. Nothing comes in. We will have that. It's interesting that, you know, the, the Ari Nicholas will be that plastic shield because they're in place. You don't have to worry. These people walk around like they go everywhere. They're not afraid. I'm, you know, I'm germ, uh, you know, I don't know if the, the stuff can't get in from below, but they can't affect anybody else. These cities of refuge being there in place will make sure we can never possibly have actual doing the wrong thing. Just like before Chetei Sadaf, the tree of knowledge, the sin of the tree of knowledge, there was the possibility of a sin through the existence of, of negativity in the world. So you're going to need, so again, if there's the possibility of it, then you need an extra layer of protection to make sure, even though you could, you never will. It's a certain kind of layer of protection. And we have lots and lots of, it's interesting, we have lots and lots of layers of protection, social and, and, and physical and medical, etc. The social layer of protection would be, used to be, doesn't seem to exist anymore, but once upon a time, the social level was, that people felt like, I could do this grungy thing, but look at my social position. I will do such a thing. Or look at my spiritual standing. As, you know, the famous story of a chassid who said, I should do such an avera. Me, a chassid of the Rebbe, a servant of Hashem, holy of holies, a piece of Hashem himself, I'm actually going to stoop so low as to whatever it is do that particular era, no way. So it's a certain barrier. He hasn't totally internalized it because he has to talk to himself. So he's still, it's still the first phase of Mashiach times. But he's talking to himself and saying, yeah, right. You're going to waste your time doing that, seriously, and throw away everything you built up. Which, interestingly, it's still not an internalized level. And we can sort of see that that's where we're up to. And that's what we're fighting now. You know, there are all these people, there are all these people in positions where they say, 
I have a social position. I have to, you know, I, I have a sphere of influence. You can't do that. On the other hand, that's still not being there. You're doing it. That, by the way, that's the difference between 15-year-olds and 50-year-olds. The 50-year-olds have a social position. They're not going to throw away everything to do that. The 15-year-olds don't. So they say, what do I care? <laughs> so that's really not the ultimate. That's just when you're in a situation, the first phase where you could do something wrong, but you want to put up that protective barrier. Okay. So how do you have a protective barrier to make sure you never come to do something negative? You need the three, the number three, the three cities of refuge, the preventative ones, preventative medicine, preventative emotionally, preventative physically, spiritually, medically, etc. It's a whole new type, a preventative number three type of irmikla. What is it in Tyra? So first of all, what is it physically? Three extra arimikla, cities of refuge, physical ones. Where? Kani, Kani, The extra three lands that we haven't yet been able to conquer. They're ours, but we haven't been able to take, over, take them over. And they are found in places like Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia. You know, those fun places. The tourist places. Those are ours. Not everybody has agreed yet. They will. Those are where, that's where the three extra cities of refuge will be. Because those three places, the lands of Kani, Kanees, and Kadmani, correspond to three higher levels in Tyra that also create a, uh, um, a protected barrier. What are the names of the three? What do we know in Tyra that comes in three? And Chachmabinadat. The three higher levels of Tyra. It's not about what to do. It's about, uh, what is Hashem's essence really? It's about the deep secrets of Tyra. The Chachma Binadas was created prime ultimately to keep us from ever even considering the idea of doing a sin. Like, why would I want to do a sin? It's like when we stood at Harsina and Hashem said, would you like, you know, I have this mountain over you. I'm sort of forcing you. I'm saying, would you like to do some Averas or would you like to have this massive revelation will be one. So, uh, give us a few days to think about it. It's so clear. Would you like a million dollars or a rotten tomato? What do you mean? So Hasidus, Chachma Bin Adas, puts us in a situation where why would somebody want to do an Avera? That's just dumb. So the six are about doing something wrong. The three are about never want about a higher consciousness so the idea of doing something wrong is like, what kind of plebeians do wrong things? I'm busy involved in a higher consciousness. That's what the three are in place for. Physically, in the lands of Kani, Kanizvikadmaini, Kani, Kanizvikadmaini correspond to the three higher levels of Tyra. 
Chachma Bina Das. So it's all one piece. So we're talking about a revelation. The three are a revelation of Divrei Tarakoltin, a higher revelation. This is, it has a name. These secrets of Pnimitha Taira, because Pnimitha Taira is above any connection to good and bad, it's the tree of life. The tree of life doesn't have a connection to good and bad. It's like, good and bad, where have you been? Like, that's what you spend your days on? It's like, I, I, it doesn't deal with that. The tree of life deals with unleashing more and more life, not what you do right, what you do wrong. That's the tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge deals with you should have, you shouldn't have, it's good, it's bad, what should you good and evil. That's the tree of knowledge. The tree of life has nothing to do with good, bad, you should, you shouldn't. The tree of life is just unleashing more and more life. And so this tree of life, these three levels of Tyra, these three Ari Niklat, protect Koletis as the Adam Ba'ifan Shashaletis Gamesharis Indian Bilti Rusty. They protect a person so that it pushes away any possibility for anything negative. They just take you to like, man, I'm in a different scene, man. <laughs> I always I always tell this story about going to a girl's apartment many, many, many years ago. And I think I came in and I said, I was there for a while and I said, hey, do you want to, there's this concert going on in the park or something. Do you want to go? And she said, oh, yeah, I'd like to go. And she said, just let me change my space. So I thought she was going to go and change her outfit. But she didn't change her outfit. She left the house in the same outfit she was wearing. So I was thinking, at that, I remember sitting there thinking, what are you going to do to change your space? Like, what is changing your space? And so she just sat there. So I realized she's changing her space. Okay. Didn't notice any particular movement, but she was changing her space. So, I mean, I sort of figured it out over the years. You know, she was changing her mindset about from, okay, now I'm home. Now I'm going to be in the park. So she had to change her space while she was at home. So... We're talking about changing a space from it's right, it's wrong, you should have, you shouldn't, to what does it have to do with anything? A deeper reality. We're not talking about what you did right or wrong. We're talking about life, the essence of life, the deepest secrets of of Hashem that put you in touch with the essence of life. So, you know, we're doing for time. So, Ari Nicholas now. Come in six. Cities is a refuge. Come in six. They correspond to the six orders of the Mishnah, as we said. And all of the details of Isser, Heter, Tumma, Tara, Chiv, Potter, do it, don't do it, do it like this, don't do it like that. All these things that clean up the world, a messy world that's mixed with, a mixture of good and evil. All these things, all these rules, these halachas that are given to us to clean up the world. It's all invested in the six spiritual cities of refuge. It's all about do this, don't do that. Halacha, six orders of the mission, teach you what to do to, to clean it up. And if you really messed up, now do this and fix it up. Now, the three are in Nicholas that will be added in Yemaisa Mashiach 
as it's called Shlesh Arim, they correspond to a Hastafa, an addition, and a Chiddush in Tyra. Tyra is three, Urayan Plesides. Three, corresponding to Tyra's three in the third month, the people of three, much to the third base of English, everything is about three. Three is also the energy of, by the way, you know the right thing, then you mess up. Then you pull it all together and you come to a higher level of the of wholeness after you messed up. You know, I know that I should not eat hot dogs. That's number one. Number two, but I eat hot dogs. And number three, it brings me to a recognition of what I really should eat. Um that's the number three energy, a much deeper connection to a healthy way of living. So three is all of that. Third base in English, the, the, uh, a complete, really coming to a point where you get it. How do you come to that? Through three, the revelation of the Panemia Satyra, which comes in three, Chachma, Bina, and Das. And so, and as we said, the three extra cities of refuge will be where? In the lands of Kani, Kanizif, and Kadmaini, that were given to Avram Avinu at Brisbane and Basarim, except that we didn't conquer them yet, but they're ours. And when do we get them? Let's go back to the same This is the beginning. When Hashem expands your boundaries. Who's us? Where? In the land of Israel. From what to what? From seven lands that we already have to the ten lands which are really ours. At seven, add on the three in the places that we still don't have our hands on, that's when Hashem will expand our boundaries, the boundaries of Israel to include those three lands then we immediately add on in those three lands three cities of refuge of the higher order, the preventative ones and the spiritually preventative ones. Because now we've moved into the land or, or Israel has expanded and it has expanded now to include the preventative way of living. Spiritually Spiritual prevention, emotional prevention, physical, medical, all that stuff. That is the three, those are the three extra levels. And we know, again, why seven and, and, and isn't it six books of the Mishnah and then three books of Chachma Binada? Or, you know, so why do we have seven and three? So we know that conquering the seven lands, uh, from you know, the Kani, Knizi, Kadmani, Girgashi, etc. That means it those seven lands that we already own, that we worked very hard to conquer 2,000 years ago in the, in, in the land of Israel, those correspond to our Midas, our emotional, um, emotional, what's the word? Yeah, okay, our emotional makeup and uh, something. Emotional attributes. How many are there? Seven. That's the whole of Aida. What are we doing now? You work very hard to become a mensch. That's the whole of Aida. 
That's what we do. So what do you do all day? I fix my seven meters. Through what? Through the seven lands. And what happens? My seven meters are all synced up with the seven lands of Israel. And that's what it's all about. So all my learning is to fix up my seven meters plus plus, fix up the world. Eventually, then, when we conquer, or we're in the process now of conquering the three extra lands, Kani, Kani, what is that? Is that fixing up my emotions? Nope. My seven emotions? No. Then what's it fixing up? My three levels of, my three intellectual levels. It's either Chachma Bina Das or Kether Chachma Bina. That's in Yemaisa Mashiach. How do we do it? Through the revelation of Sarah Kadashim I change my whole intellectual understanding of reality. I redo all the programs that are in the computer of my mind. I change the entire, I take in the system, and by the way, that's what we have just been going through since Purim, with the, brought on by the virus. Um, turn off the computer, we actually even had to turn off our Our computer wasn't working before then. And then different people said, you know, if you go to get your computer fixed now, and there's some in his office or in his home where he's fixing your computer, there's a little motor in the computer. So if you then bring it home, even if you wipe it down with alcohol and you bring it home, there is an opinion that will say that you need to wait two weeks before you turn on the computer because if any of his little virus went into your computer, the, it's going to spew it out with the, with the fan. My husband just turned it on. <laughs> he didn't want to wait two weeks. You know, your, even your computer had to incubate, you know, like in quarantine. My computer is in quarantine. But what we're talking about the whole process of we had a certain mindset, how we thought about life. The computer was turned off and rebooted. And now it's starting to start again. We've been basically in computer off mode. Now it's starting again. And we are all hoping and praying that the computer will start up again in the world. The computer that with which we perceive reality in the world has been changed permanently for the good. Through the three deeper levels, through the secrets, everything about these weeks has been on the surface, a lot of people said it's just horrible, 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 horrible. And then lots of people, thank God, were saying, I mean, there, there was a lot of tragic stuff. It's unspeakable. And yet there was deep secret realities being revealed that at least 50% of the world felt of there's something really profound happening. Sense of self and family and connection and, and peace. And then, you know, what, what did somebody say? I saw something last night where they said imagine a reality where instead of you're running 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 all day and you manage to call home for a minute during your busy work day but instead you're home 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 all day and you call into the office to check in not you call home to check in for a minute how are things going at home from the office you're at home and you call the office how are things going you know with work you check into the the computer system and then you go back to being home. Very interesting, because remember, Hashem ultimately wants to be home 
in this world. He doesn't want to be in the office. He wants to be at home. That's one of his deepest secrets. In fact, that probably is his deepest secret. He wants a dira bitachtani. He wants a home, not an office, down here. That's one of his deepest secrets. And we started to really figure out that secret in these two months when we were in quarantine from Purim to Shavuos. Of Hashem wants us at home because He wants to be home. He doesn't. He doesn't want an office to tuck in. So um, we're gonna. There's a whole other piece to the sicha, but we're going to um, do it in a separate uh, recording. So uh, let's just um, one sec. What we're, what we're saying is, hmm, hope it came out strong, the sound. So what we're saying is that, um, we go back to the idea of the two rooms of, of, um, corresponding to two levels of Chidushim. What's Tyra Chidasha? A new Tyra. What is this new Tyra? We said, imagine these two rooms. We said at the very beginning a few days ago. Imagine two rooms. One room is full of treasures and you, the Chidushe Taira and the secret, the, the, all these, all the ideas of Taira that Maishar Bain was given. If you get your hands on the key, which you can through a tremendous amount of learning, you can open the door. There's another room that's full of much deeper treasures, way more valuable treasures. There is no key. It doesn't matter what you do, there's no way you will access the key. The, the door to that treasure room has to be opened from the inside by Hashem himself, and he sends them out. These are his deepest, deepest, deepest secrets. It, it's called Helam that's not Shaykh Tegilu. It's a concealment that cannot be revealed. Doesn't matter how much you learn, it has to be sent out from inside by Hashem to Mashiach, and then you're taught it by Mashiach. And then, and you teach it to everyone else. So this second room, this room of Taira Chadasha, let's just say sort of the first room corresponds to the six cities of refuge. Now we understand. It seems like a very strange mitzvah that this whole, all the secrets of Taira are connected to cities of refuge because the people are murdering. But now we understand why, because we're talking about it corresponding to the spiritual cities of refuge. So the first room would correspond to Taira as we know it in this world. What should you do? What should you not do? You messed up. You didn't mess up. You did it right. You did it wrong. Now do true, but now don't do true. Now you're fine. Now you're good. Now all that stuff. And you get it through the six cities of refuge, the six Ari Nikla, the, the six orders of the Mishnah. Tell me what to do. And my job as a student of Torah is to learn more and more and more and more Gemara. So that when I'm learning Gemara, I figure out all these brand new Chedushim in the realm of what to do. All the tradition in Gemara are just deeper and deeper explanations of how we know how they derive what you're supposed to do. That's all. Six orders of Mishnah, six cities of refuge to figure out what to do. Tairachadasha are the secrets that have nothing to do with what to do. It's all about what the essence of truth is. 
Who is Hashem really? Who are you really? What is Tyre really? What is truth really? All of that. That's the deep hidden realm. That comes out on Shavuos tomorrow night. Every year stronger and stronger. That's why it's sewn into the fabric of that mitzvah. Because the physical thing of the mitzvah of the murder is only the absolute lowest end of the scale. It's connected to something deeply, highly spiritual, which is the real reality. And that also comes in six and, and in three. So, um, anyway, let's give each other a bracha. We're going to do the other part today or tomorrow or soon or something. The last piece that shows, because we're left with one more question. Um, what's all this with the negativity? You know, Hashem, why do you, okay, so you're going to give us all the, your deepest, deepest secrets and what do you have to do with all this negative stuff? Can you just give it to us the positive way? It's like in the world of healing today, they say, couldn't we just do the positive affirmations? We have to deal with all the resistance to it. What's with the negativity? He's a refuge. Even if it, 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 it reminds us of negativity. Let it go. Let's just do the positive. So, Hashem, why are you sticking to this? Your whole, your deepest, most personal, intimate secrets are connected to a thing that smacks of negativity, cities of refuge. Your deep secrets, Tarukadasha, you connect with cities of refuge. Why? Couldn't you do it a cleaner way? And that will be the answer tomorrow. And everything gets pulled together tomorrow. Um, why Beishamay and Beishila? Why the knife? Why the negativity? Why the Ari Miklat? Why, you know, why does the Sharhabar have to be shafted by the Leviathan? All those pieces somehow get pulled together. But, so let's bench each other that it should be um, we should have Kabbalah to the Simcha, but this. We should have Kabbalah of of Torah uh, and in the most profound way, and the secret should be revealed to us. We should find ourselves in the place of three, and it should be immediately.